This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Cashman. I'm joined by Corey Provis, and we are going to talk Twins as we look ahead to 2016. And the Twins, of course, were uh, a very active-slash-aggressive team early in the hot stove season. Uh, they look to have a uh, revamped lineup quite a bit uh, with the addition of Gung Hill Park and uh, kind of revamped defensively as well, uh, Corey, with, with obviously the, the move Miguel Sano to the outfield. What are your? I mean, it seems like so much of the Twins' offseason revolves around that thought, because obviously Trevor Plouffe uh, rated as a, a pretty decent trade candidate coming off a nice year at a at a you know a prime corner position, uh, but it seems like so much of the Twins' planning revolves around Sano sticking in right field. And I, I don't I don't think anybody really knows how that's going to go, to be honest with you, because uh, this is going to be new for Miguel playing a corner outfield spot, and they haven't yet definitively decided if he's going to be in right or left, and they're going to kind of wait and see how that plays out here in the coming weeks and certainly throughout spring training. But I think overall, off-season-wise, the Twins had two plans, was to address the offense, and because if you look at where the Twins ranked last year league-wise, uh, slugging on base percentage, they were down near the bottom in the league, in fact, near the bottom in many important categories in all of Major League Baseball. So I think the offense was a priority. I'm not saying it was priority number one, but it was certainly up there. And then priority number two, and this area has been pretty quiet so far, but I still think there's time to change this, was to improve the bullpen. Uh, what the Twins did not have last year in the bullpen was enough strikeout arms. They didn't have a ton of power in that bullpen. So, so I know that that is a focal point for Terry Ryan and his staff to improve that. But I'm sure fans are wondering, that's all good and well. They acknowledge one of the weaknesses, but what they can do to address those weaknesses and as we speak right now, really not much has been done. Yeah, that's very true. And the bullpen market, of course, was uh, it was pretty thin overall from a free agency standpoint. And uh, once those top two or three names went off the board, it's kind of slim pickings, and, and we haven't seen a, a great deal of movement as we move into the new calendar year. Of course, uh, a lot of time between now and uh, spring training for that to start to take shape. But uh, you mentioned the power. Um, you know, it's hard to project what any major leaguer is going to do in a given season, uh, especially a guy that we just haven't seen stateside. There's a few computer projections out there for Park, uh, including the Zips model, which, which some people like to cite. Now, they have him down for 27 home runs, 26 doubles, and 84 RBIs in, in 2016. I think people would be pretty pleased with that, right? Yeah, that, that would almost replace what, what Torrey Hunter did last year, kind of looking to fill that void. Who's going to... Who's going to be that guy that will step up? And despite Torrey turning 40 offensively, he gave. And I know there are some other metrics that will point to Torrey not having this great year, despite what some of the power numbers say. But still, from a team standpoint, the Twins needed that. They needed what Torrey provided offensively. So if Park had cut, you know, help fill that void, if not even surpass it, I think people would be ecstatic about that. But yeah, I think you're right at the beginning point. Nobody really knows what 
this young man can do what he will project to be because of that unknown. Seeing Major League pitching for the first time day in, day out, yes, the numbers in Korea were great, but that was Korea. And uh, so we're going to see how this young man adjusts. I'm sure there will be some bumps along the way. So if he gets off to a slow start April, May, early June, I wouldn't be shocked. But then if he finds some, some consistency, some rhythm midsummer, you know, maybe that will be the catalyst to have him have a good productive season. Well, you, you touched on the bullpen, and that being obvious area of need, uh, run through that. I mean, you got uh, Perkins, obviously, uh, Kevin Jepson, who they acquired last year, of course, uh, set him up. Uh, Casey Fien, who you mentioned, Ryan Presley. Uh, what do you think about Trevor May in, in 2016? Do you think he'll remain in the, in the bullpen? He had some success there last year, obviously. If I had a guess right now, I think he goes into camp as a starter, um, and then maybe we'll make an adjustment along the way. The, the Twins have a lot of guys battling for those five starting spots. I think that's going to be a fascinating race to see how it plays out. Yes, they have some guys, some veterans, a guy like Ricky Nolasco, for example, under contract for big dollars. But I think you're at the point now, if you're the Twins, based on what you did last year, that it has to be competition-driven. It can't be financially driven. That if another guy who maybe is making less money but pitches better, performs better, then Nolasco might be the odd man out. Uh, so Trevor May, I think, has the stuff to be a starter. We saw some flashes of that. And also, he didn't pitch himself out of the rotation. He more or less just lost his spot when Irvin Santana uh, came off his suspension. So it wasn't like May, and I know the numbers weren't great, but Trevor was okay uh, when, when Irvin came back in early July and that move made at the bullpen. But, but I think to the point that we brought up early, Anthony, what May did bring to that pen was power, was that he has strikeout stuff. And so that's why I, I, if I had a guess right now, and I could be wrong, but if I had a guess right now, I think May begins as a starter, but then based on competition, based on performance, and based on need, that may change in camp. Uh, as far as the rotation goes, and, and there are a few spots that uh, you can pretty much assume are cemented in. Uh, by that, I mean Irvin Santana, Phil Hughes, Kyle Gibson. Um, but what about Tyler Duffy? Uh, we, we saw a very encouraging, uh, I believe it was like a 10-start sample uh, down the stretch last season. Uh, I'm not saying he wins the job based on that, but you, you'd think it would at least be a nice tiebreaker if all else is equal uh, in, in spring training performance. What do you think of Duffy's outlook for 2016? I was amazed at how the, this young Texas kid with all the curveballs, Anthony, if you if you look up the numbers, the amount of curveballs he was throwing and the fact that his arm didn't fall off was what was amazing that this guy was able to throw that many breaking balls, you know, during critical starts in September. He wasn't just, yeah. you know, going through the motions here. They, they needed him to step up and perform and boy, did he ever. So he has absolutely earned that chance to be in that conversation to win a job uh, during spring training. So he's going to be battling with, with Nolasco, with a guy like Trevor May, if he's in that spot with, I would say, Tommy Malone. And there may be a few more names to mix in there. Jose Barrios, haven't even touched down him, although I, I think he won't leave camp with the team. Uh, but I think Barrios will be up at some point in 2016. So, so I, I think there, there, is, there, are, there are some arms that they're going to have to make some tough decisions. But Tyler Duffy certainly has earned that chance to be in that mix uh, come March. Obviously, you know, they're looking externally uh, for the bullpen right now, as are a lot of teams. But internally, there are a few names uh, of note. Uh, in the system, Nick Birdie, Jake Reed, uh, Mason, uh, Mason Melitakis. Uh, these are some hard-throwing kids that you know, maybe they don't start the year with the Twins, but uh, you mentioned that need for, for strikeout-type arms in the back end. Maybe these guys profile as those types uh, before long. 
And I'll give you one more name, too, J.T. Chargois, who was yeah, an excellent yeah. closer with Tyler Duffy at Rice. Those were teammates in college and both kind of shared that honor in the back end of the bullpen. And that, you know, Terry Ryan has been adamant this winter saying that they are being careful about the bullpen guys they have been looking at, maybe the guys they will sign, because they don't want to block the path of the aforementioned names, that they believe that these are, these are guys that they're not a year or two away. They could be ready day one. And, uh, you know, Birdie can throw really hard, guys strike out stuff, Reed is in that mix. And, you know, I'm not saying the Twins are going to come out and, and look like the Kansas City Royals in that bullpen day one, but that's maybe that's the model. And now what the Yankees have, but they have obviously some more veteran pieces at the back end of their bullpen. Uh, but, but I think that the Twins are trying to find that power, and they don't necessarily have to go outside the organization to, to, to obtain it, but it's unproven. And is it fair to put unproven parts you know, mix them in with this team that, that believes it can contend after what it did in 2015. That's certainly, the, the I guess, the dilemma that Terry and his staff are kind of battling with right now. But at the same time, these are guys that, that are destined to be up at some point this year. I won't be shocked if we see not just one, two, or three, maybe all four, if not even more, at some point this summer. One last thing, Corey, and, and back to the lineup and, and the power perspective there. Uh, it, it seems the, the guy squeezed out uh, by the park edition is, of course, Kenny Spargus. And uh, I know there were some rumblings of even uh, him being uh, Japan-bound uh, this winter. That obviously has not taken place. But um, what, what are your thoughts on Vargas? And, uh, you know, obviously you would profile to start the season in AAA, but what's it going to take for him to put it back together and, and become a major league weapon again? There are, there are some names, I think, worth watching in spring training because how will they respond to adversity based on, poor performance last year after experiencing some success the prior year. I think Kenny Vargas is one. The other is Oswaldo Arcia, another yeah. guy who the Twins are not going to give up on. He's very young, but Arcia is out of options. So that's, that's worth watching here in camp as well. Those guys have just gotten lapped in, in, in the competition that is the game. and uh, Performance, injury opened up chances for other guys to, to, to jump and, and run with it, and, and a guy like Eddie Rosario sure did. But if you're Vargas and Arcia and you can't get lost in what a guy like Eddie Rosario did last year, as good as that was, two years ago Danny Santana had a great year. Then 2015 Danny Santana had a terrible year. So avoiding that that sophomore slump uh, that Santana could not, can Rosario avoid that? And, and I'm sure for a guy like Arcia, who plays kind of with, with a chip on his shoulder, that was a humbling, humbling experience because it wasn't like he went down to AAA and tore it up there either. Uh, 2015 was a bad year overall for that young man, so maybe that was humbling. Maybe that will drive him differently to, to have success, to maybe change up a few things and, and also bring him back down to earth a little bit. He's as strong as they get. The guy can hit the ball 500 feet, but he's also strikeout prone, and he remains uh, kind of an enigma against left-handed pitching where Eddie Rosario hung in there against left-handed pitching. And Kenny Vargas, uh, weight was, was an issue last year that he had a battle, and I'm and I'm curious to see him in, uh, in a few weeks at Twins Fest to see how he's been doing with that this winter. I don't want—I don't think the guy should ever be, you know, 100 pounds, but but certainly I think he'll be adamant saying that that his weight got out of control a little bit at times last year. Well, the Twins are one of the great surprise stories in baseball in 2015. Obviously, looking to take that next step in 2016. I want to thank Twins broadcaster Corey Provis for joining us to talk about all things Twins here in the hot stove season. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.